Hallelujah. We're so thankful and honored to be here again with you tonight. We want to give honor to the leadership of the house. Amen. We thank God for Pastor Jeff and his wife. Amen. Every pastor that's in here tonight, we give honor to you. Every minister, evangelist, teacher, singer, musician, we thank God for you. We thank God for the members of this house uh, that have been here. Uh, we thank God for you, people that have came each and every night. It's good to see uh, some more of our a family from up here in Ohio, Sister Tammy, amen, uh, little Brianna, amen. Of course, she's not a little girl. She's probably going to stink at me. She's going to think she's grown, so it's good to see her with us tonight. We're so very honored as well tonight to have Dave Michael with us, evangelist Dave Michael Knowles and his lovely wife, a powerhouse of the kingdom of God. Amen. How honored it is. I'm telling you, I'm just so honored to see him tonight. And I'm the least of every, every, every minister in this house. And so it is a great honor for me to have uh, each and every one of you. And I thank you, man of God, for coming tonight. Thank you so much. I honor you. Amen. I, and I, but I want to give all honor to Jesus Christ. Amen. We would not be here without him. Amen. And so thankful for the Lord. And, and I, I want to go ahead, and if you weren't here, you're not going to know what I'm talking about, but I'm praying I don't make any more uh, grammatical errors tonight. So it's F-O-G, favor of God. So, amen, amen. So, so thankful, amen. Hallelujah. Now that we have that out of the way, I want us to go ahead and jump into the Word here. Amen. If we could stand for the reading of the Word. I want us to go to Psalms chapter 94. Psalms 94, verses 17 and 18. Psalms 94, verses 17 and 18. Scripture says, Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost, somebody say almost, but almost doesn't count. My soul had almost dwelt in silence, and when I said, My foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. Another translation says, If the Lord had not been my helper, I would soon rest in the silence of death. If it had not been for the Lord, if it had not been for the Lord, amen. Hallelujah, dear kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in this hour. Lord, I thank you, Father, for every soul that is underneath this tent right now. Father, I thank you for every work that has already been done, and we thank you, Lord, for the work that is yet to be done. I thank you, Lord, for those that are going to come to know you, Jesus, every lost soul that's going to come to know you, that are going to be filled with your spirit. Father, I thank you for every backslider that's coming back. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for every prodigal, Lord. I thank you for every drug addict, Lord, that is no longer a drug addict. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for every soul in here that should be dead somewhere. I thank you for every soul that should be in a prison cell. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that you are still alive and well. I thank you for your healing power. Lord, I thank you for the comeback story. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the healing story. Lord, I thank you, Father, for the in process that is not yet finished, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, that in this house, you're going to speak to somebody's casket tonight tonight. 
You're going to walk into somebody's graveyard tonight. Somebody's going to get up out of their tomb tonight. Somebody's going to get out of a messed up situation and preach a message in their life. A masterpiece of anointing. Father, we give you the praise, the glory, and all the honor. Would you give Jesus Christ your most excellent praise? Hallelujah, Judah Tabernacle. Would you give him some praise in here tonight? Come on, magnify the Lord in here. Hallelujah. You can be seated tonight. I want to read some statistics to you. Approximately 7,452 people die every day in the United States. In other words, every 12 seconds, someone takes their last breath, but you are not the one. In the world, in the world, car crashes kill approximately 1.35 million people each year. That's a total of 3,700 people per day. But you are not the one. Cancer kills approximately 602,350 people a year. But you are not the one. From 1999 until now, nearly one million people have died from drug overdose alone. But you are not the one. Somebody say, I'm not the one. See, I can relate to some of this stuff in here. 73 million, 73 million abortions happen worldwide annually. But you're not the one. You are a prophetic voice that could not be aborted by the enemy. You are a promise that the enemy could not stamp out. You are the flame he could not blow out. You are not the one. Somebody needs to give God some praise right now that what was intended to take you out could not take you out. Somebody needs to shrug your shoulders, look at the devil and say, I'm not the one. I'm not the one. The car crash should have killed me, but I'm not the one. In 2012, the cancer should have killed me, but I'm not the one. Amen. The car wreck, amen, that I had, it should have killed me. The drug overdose, it should have killed me. Hallelujah. An abusive family should have killed me, but I'm not the one. Hallelujah, baby. Amen. Look at your neighbor say it ain't statistics no more. It's salvation. The success rate of children that come from broken homes to survive is so minimum. But I came to tell somebody right now, just because the home you came out of was broken don't mean the kingdom you're serving is. I don't know about you tonight, but I know all too well about the statistics of this world and I know that people would like to try, try to call your come up a coincidence but honey there ain't no coincidence when the I am is involved you won't find the word coincidence in the Bible you will not find that word coincidence is not in there because nothing in the prophetic is coincidence it was already established so your, your survival was not coincidence it was not luck that God 
got you out of your mess honey it was the blood it was not somebody else saying well if it wouldn't have been for me amen there's people that want to try to take they want to take a praise and they want to try to take thanks for what God has done in your life and say well if it wouldn't been for me you wouldn't been here honey it wasn't because your boss promoted you it wasn't because amen somebody said well I want them to have this no it was God's plan from the very beginning amen and you need to understand tonight that what should have killed you could not because God had other plans I want to talk to you tonight about the subject I'm not the one I'm not the one you see I, I grew up uh, a little bit different than some folks I grew up in the south obviously from the accent if you haven't figured it out by now I'm not from Australia and so I've lived I've lived in some rough neighborhoods and, and, and experienced some things that statistically because I was born into poverty the first house that we lived in it wasn't even really a house it was more like a shack my dad wasn't in the picture so I came from a broken home immediately statistics of the of the world today were immediately against me I was born into poverty and so the, the the place that we lived there was holes in the floor we didn't have running water we had to walk to a well my mom would keep the milk jugs and she would fill those milk jugs up with water when you were to walk into where we lived, that little shack there you would see going down the hallway in every room of the house you would see milk jugs filled with water that was how we would how my mom would cook that was how she we would bathe and all of these things and so statistics were against me because I was born into poverty I remember when we were on food stamps was that uh, ugly Monopoly money. And I remember thinking we had arrived when the EBT card came out. I was like, man, what? look at this. You know, I thought we were something. And, and, and because of these things that happened in my life, because I was a victim of sexual abuse and I was a victim of physical abuse, statistics were against me. You need to understand that the world immediately wants to write you off because of what has happened to you, but I'm not the one. You see, there's also another time when we say that, let's say, that, that somebody come up to you and they say, you, you know, I'm going to mess you up. And you say, look here, I don't know who you came to before, but I'm not the one. You see, there's two things tonight you're going to leave here saying. It's I'm not the one and I'm not the one. You see, you're going to say, I'm not the one. That should have killed me, but I'm not the one. And devil, the next time you try to step up on my front step, you're going to understand I'm not the one. I'm from the south side of the kingdom, baby. You don't want none of this. Hallelujah. You don't know who I the, There's a shama up in here in this house tonight. Amen. There's a shama in this house tonight. Come on, somebody. You might have got everybody else's pee patch, but you ain't going to get mine. You done prayed through too much. You done fought for too much. You done fasted for too much. You done did too much sowing. Amen. To let the devil show up on your doorstep. Try to talk you out of your breakthrough right now. You done been through too much in your life. To let some lying devil. Some Jezebel heifer spirit. Trying to bust up what you prayed for. You done been through too much. I done come up through too much. I'm not the one. I will swing. I mean that spiritually. Do not. You see, we, we've got a generation now of people who are afraid of the devil. We've got churches now that are setting up counseling centers to counsel devils instead of cast them out. You ain't going to make no compromise with the devil. There ain't enough aspirin in the world that's going to calm a devil down. 
You are not called to counsel what Jesus intended for you to cast out. And we, was, we were in a church here in the United States, and we were down south, and we were at this church, and there was a young man that came up. I administered, and I still believe in devils being cast out. I still believe that cancer still falls off of people. I still believe that people get up out of wheelchairs, and I still believe that the Holy Ghost is still falling fresh. I still believe in miracles, signs, and wonders. I still believe that God does that thing. I have not gave up on that. We saw, we had somebody, we, they were talking, and they said, well, they hadn't seen anybody filled with the Holy Ghost in 12 years. And I was like, my goodness, that's insane. But, you know, it's kind of hard to see somebody get filled when you're hopping from church to church every few weeks. And, Lord Jesus. But I believe that God still does this thing and we've got to get our minds made up and say, God, I still believe that you're that same God that you haven't stopped and this might rub some folks wrong what I'm about to say, but I'm about Azusa to death. I'm, a, I'm tired of hearing about Azusa Street. I'm tired of hearing about the Brownsboro Revival and all of these things that happened years ago because when we continually talk about that, it's just like you're walking in a museum, amen, of what used to happen. The God that I serve is not in a museum. I'm the God that I serve those works are still alive I don't want to hear you tell me about what happened at Azusa Street baby show me what God's doing right now and I promise you if you'll make up your mind that you want to see these things and sell out for Jesus there's no reason why you can't make your own Azusa Street where you live what's the street that this is on right here high street it's time that we talk about the high street revival. Somebody needs to understand this. You need to let the Holy Ghost be your stalker. These signs shall follow them that believe. It might be that some of you ain't being followed because you ain't following him. You say, I don't understand why I'm not seeing this, why I'm not seeing that. Well, is he following you? I want him to be my stalker. I want him to be everywhere that I am. We were at this church and I was talking about, you know, that the signs are still there, that we need to see these things, that, that people need to operate in the spirit and let the Lord lead them. And this young man came up after I got through ministering and he told me, he said, I want deliverance. He said, I want deliverance. I didn't have to go to him. He came to me. And he said, I want deliverance. And I grew up in a time where people would get their Bibles. If somebody came in, you see, there's a problem when the devil gets comfortable when he can sit inside a service and he don't get upset. They'll, they'll sit there and they'll say, oh, I ain't worried about him. He's doing this on the side. <laughs> oh, you're going to get quiet. That's why I'm going to start digging in. You see, you can't cast out what you flirt with. And I remember a time when people would get Bibles and they still do it now. Somebody come in there, eat up with the devil and possess, they'll grab the Bible and they'll get all the kids and they'll get all of them. They'll, they'll go huddle up in the corner and they'll, they'll hold on to that Bible and they'll pray thinking that, that them holding that Bible is going to stop that devil from coming at them. Let me tell you something. These devils in pulpits right now, there's a problem when we got drag queens comfortable. Amen. Just do it. Come on. Some, don't you get quiet on me. Don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not.
not here for, amen, I'm not here to tickle, amen, your ears and make you comfortable, amen, what I'm going to say is going to upset some devils, there's a problem, amen, when we got, amen, adultery in the pulpit, amen, and we got fornication in the choir, there's a problem, amen, you want to know why, amen, the children ain't getting saved, amen, it's because the mama and daddy ain't got saved. Honey, he ain't afraid of you holding your Bible. He was there when it was wrote. What terrifies him is you getting it inside of you and it not having to be something you carry around. David said, thy word hath I hid in my heart. In my heart. It wasn't on his sleeve. It wasn't on the t-shirt. Baby, it was in his heart. It was in his heart. Why? So that I might not sin against you. So... This boy come up there, and boy, everybody was amen to me when I was preaching like I am about spirits getting cast out of folk. Everybody was losing their mind until it came time for the rubber to meet the road, until it came time for the real to get real. That boy came up there, started praying for him. Next thing you know, he hits the floor. And, and I knew what it was. It was just a show. And, I, and he started, you know, acting like he was shouting and I said devil you ain't fooling nobody just like that and then the devil started manifesting and boy them folks scattered like roaches when the light come on they took off and I said well all right y'all can shout about it but y'all can't live it can you and he was down there wiggling around and doing all of these things some of the most ungodly stuff and I spoke I said devil you hold your peace in Jesus name and he stopped moving just like that I didn't have to get down there and set on him I didn't have to do nothing like that I'm not going to wrestle with no devil I ain't going to wrestle with no devil and then he gets still and then all of a sudden one of them come back up there when they see he's still they think everything's okay they come up there and he starts acting out again I said, no, you go sit down because he's too comfortable with you. He's not threatened by you coming to the church. The devil ain't threatened by you showing up. The devil ain't threatened by you singing. The devil ain't threatened by you reading your Bible. Honey, what terrifies him is you live in your Bible. What terrifies him is when you're out there not ashamed to tell somebody about Jesus. When you ain't just a, you ain't just a weekend warrior. When you're out there in, the, in Walmart and you're out there, you go through somewhere and you're an example. When you're walking down the street and you ain't got to tell somebody who you are. You ain't got to give your resume. We was in a service one time and there was a, a young man was started acting out. This, this sister, she was over here and she she was giving the devil her resume and she's like I'm this I'm that I'm I'm the prophetess this and I spoke here and you gonna listen to me because I'm this and I'm that I'm like shut up he ain't afraid of your resume he's afraid of what's inside of you and if you would just go ahead and speak Jesus I didn't tell her to shut up before somebody gets offended but what terrifies the enemy is somebody who does not just talk about it who don't just talk about it, and, and this ain't even in my notes, but here's the thing. There's going to be a terrible, a terrible wake-up call, very terrible wake-up call for when it comes to the very end of this thing. People, I would hate to know that I lived my whole life thinking that, I, that it was just enough for me to show up for church. I would hate to know that I, I, I came all of 
the, the church services and I was at every revival and it, I, was, I was the most faithful tithes payer and I was the most faithful in my singing and, and I knew my Bible from front to back. I would hate to know that I went through all the motions just to make it to the very end and think that I knew him but he didn't know me. See, when you fall in love with him, there's a lot of things that you let go of. And I feel like I need to tell somebody in here right now, you need to forgive somebody and you need to let some stuff go because that bitterness that you're holding on to is not going to get you to your breakthrough. And so that was free. You... But it comes a time when we have to be a difference maker. And there comes a time when we have to say, I'm not going to hold back anymore. There comes a time where we have to stop saying, well, if the pastor don't do it, then I'm not going to do it. We put so much weight on the pastors and the preachers and the evangelists and the teachers. We, we put so much on them and we don't think that we have enough. Here's the thing. The same anointing that's inside of your pastor is inside of you. The same anointing that's inside the evangelist is inside of you. The same blood that was shed for them was shed for you. These signs shall follow them that believe. Do you believe tonight? Do you believe tonight? Do you believe tonight? Amen. Until the devil, I'm not the one. You see, there was, there was these things that had happened in my life that I talked about, you know, the past that I came from. And me and Pastor Jeff were talking a little bit today and just sharing things with him. And, and because of my upbringing, because of the things that had happened in my life, immediately the statistics were against me. People looked at me and, and they looked at my family and they was like, man, nothing, there's nothing ever good going to come out of that. But I thank God for that, that being said about me because I do believe that at one point that somebody said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Jesus told the rough side of the tracks to come out of, amen, to be where he wanted it to be in his story. So somebody could say, man, ain't nothing good ever come out of Nazareth. So why would we get behind that? That tells me that there's some folks that God chooses that the world says there ain't no way. I'll tell you why. So you can tell the devil I'm not the one. You thought that my background was going to stop me? You thought my reputation was going to stop me? Wait till I tell you about the revival that God done inside of me. And so all of these things that happened in my life and going through the abuse and yes, I was raised in church and uh, there was times that my mom had to drag me to church and then there was times when my mom when she passed away when I got out of church and there were people that looked at me and said ah yeah I knew he was going to mess up I knew it was going to happen I knew it was going to happen he dead now he's dead there ain't no hope for him some of you right now, there's people that are speaking over you and speaking against you, saying that there's no hope for you, but you need to tell the devil he is a lie and you are not the one that your story ain't over with. Come on, somebody. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 7. Hallelujah. It's one of my favorite passages of scriptures. I, lo I love the Bible. I I've yet to find any scripture that I didn't love, even the one that convicts me. When I read something, I say, oh, I'm in love with the scripture. Luke chapter 7, verse 11 is where we're going to start. Very familiar passage of scripture here. And it came to pass the day after. This is somebody's day after. This is somebody's day after. The day after your failure. The day after the, the bad call. 
the day after the doctor said there was no hope. This is somebody's day after. And it came to pass the day after that he went into a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out. The only son of his mother and she was a widow. And much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. And said unto her, weep not. And he came and touched the bier or the coffin or the casket. And they that bear him stood still. Somebody needs to tell the grave workers, hold on, God ain't finished yet. And he said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak. And he delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all. And they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us. And that God hath visited his people. And this rumor of him went forth throughout all of Judea and throughout all the region round about. I'm not the one. There's, there's some things that we, we, there's certain rumors that get carried that we need to stop carrying. It's time that we start carrying the rumor of breakthrough. The rumor of healing needs to leave our lips and you need to stop taking some phone calls when you know that all they want to do is be messy don't even answer the message don't even reply to it don't pick up the phone and here's the thing if the breakthrough is ever going to leave your lips and touch somebody's soul you got to stop letting your ear be the garbage can i seen i seen a a, a billboard here uh, here recently and on the billboard it was a picture of an ear and then next to it was a picture of a baby inside the womb. And I thought it was so cool that the ear was the exact outline of the womb. And I was looking at that and I was like, man, ain't that something the way God designed that? And then I began to, I, the billboard may have said something about it, but I couldn't get off of how the outline looked the exact same of a baby in the womb and the ear. And I was looking, it may have said something about this, but I was like, you know what? That tells me that what you give your ear to is what you're going to birth in your life. That means that what you take time listening to is what's going to impregnate you and it's going to get inside of you. So that's the reason why I don't give no place to the devil and I don't sit around at tables where they're running down other kingdom folk and I, I don't sit around at tables where somebody says, well, it's impossible that they come back from this because, you know, they done failed this many times. And I don't sit at tables where people talk about, well, did you see so-and-so go to the altar the 30th time? I ain't going to get down and pray with them. They done went to the altar 35 times and why would I get down there and pray with them? They're just going to fall again next week. Baby, you better be careful who you saying keeps going back to the altar. Because it might be, it might be that on that 37th time that they hit that altar, God raises up a prophet. And God uses that prophet to speak life into the children that you needed saved. You better be mindful who you said ain't the one. It might be who God's anointed to bring breakthrough. 
Oh, I've had people write me off in my life. Oh, that's, 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 there ain't no hope for him. His own daddy wasn't even there for him. His own daddy didn't come through for him. So what makes you think God will come through? Amen. If God wasn't there for him, or if his daddy wasn't there for him, why would God be there for him? Uh, Lord Jesus, he was in this his whole life. And Lord, look at him now all on drugs and out here whoremongering and drinking and popping pills. And y'all, Lord, ain't no hope for him. Ain't nobody going to want to hear him. Ain't nobody want to listen to him. Don't you dare count out somebody. Don't count out the kingdom, baby. Amen. Because it's still making comebacks in people's lives. See, every one of us, every one of us in here has got something inside of us that if we would let God do it, it would turn our lives around so much. But there's a permissible word in there. It's let. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's a permissible thing. You've got to let it. You've got to let it. You've got to let that mind get in you. You've got to let God get inside of there. Well, how do I let it? i got to stop thinking the way that I used to. i got to get rid of the stinking thinking. i I got to stop thinking that it's impossible. and i got to stop thinking that I'm never going to be enough. And i got to forgive myself of what God already forgot. And baby, if it's under the blood, when you're talking about it, God's like, what in the world? What? Quit talking to God this stuff about stuff he done forgot. You know, there's a lot of things that folk wouldn't know about you if you'd just be quiet. You ever get around somebody and every time you see them, every time you see them, you, the conversation will start out one way and you can almost, I, I don't know about you, but I can, I can nearly set a timer to when I know they're going to they gonna just make a trajectory right in. Well, you know, I, I, I know that, boy, we, we've been having wonderful services. And I, I, I know that this one got their healing. And I know that God done this for me to, before. And, and I know that, that God got my husband in. I know God got my wife in. But, you know, I still just, I, I just can't. It's, this, this is just too hard. And, you know, I've been dealing with this forever and ever and ever. And I know that God can make a way. And I know that God done it before. But it just, but, 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 but. Why don't you go ahead and go your way somebody else. And, and just listen to this. God is a but God too. Because the devil said it was impossible. But God showed up. Amen. They said it would never happen but God made a way if you would change watch your button amen to say I know the devil said there ain't no way and I've been dealing with this for 15 years I got a husband that won't come to church and I know that my family said give up on him but God said I'll make a way when there seems to be no way I know nobody said the church will grow but God is not through he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him I know the devil said I'll never make it but I am not the one Jesus walks into the city of Nain which means beautiful beautiful and here when we read about Nain is a mess going on when we read about it it's a mess and you say but I thought God was gonna blessed and God was going to send the fire and I thought that he was going to do this and I've heard so many people say that God was able and that it was nothing was too hard for God but here when I'm meeting him for the first time I'm meeting him in a mess 
And yeah, I see all these people that God is blessing, but here I am. They don't know that I'm on my fifth marriage. Every, every, every man that I've ever known has walked away from me. And, 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 and I'm not good enough. And when the Jews, they see me, they, they turn the other way. They would sooner walk into a wall than, than to look upon me. People would go a two or three day journey out of the way just so they, they have to avoid where I live. My life is a mess. They don't understand the trauma that I went through. They don't understand the pain that I've been through. There's no way that this can happen. There's no way statistics is against me. I, I was a victim of this kind of abuse and that kind of abuse. And, and, and I've got a bad name and my family's all kind of jacked up. And, and I'm out here by myself and, and I'm with somebody I ain't even supposed to be with right now. And I don't see how God could straighten any of this out. And then all of a sudden, I, I believe leave a rep somewhere. Amen. Well, here comes a man that said, I must needs go to Samaria where nobody else wants to go. I must needs go to that neighborhood that nobody else wants to hang out at. Missionaries won't even go down there. They won't even knock on the doors down there. You can't even get to the Jehovah Witness. Wouldn't even go to Samaria. But Jesus said, I must needs go to Samaria. It might be that God's allowed your mess to it's so messed up that there ain't a preacher, there ain't nobody, there ain't a doctor, there ain't a physician. It might be that he'll show up right in that moment so you can meet him in the ugliest situation. And just like we read about Nain when Jesus walks into a beautiful location, but there's a messy thing going on. Heartbreak is going on. Depression is hanging out in the shadows. Just like that meme. Y'all see the meme of the, the guy, he rubbing his hand together like that. Depression hanging out watching that woman in a male-dominated society. This society, this woman now, she's, a, she's already a widow. And now her only son is gone. She's about to have to depend on folk that's going to come in her house and take what they want. Because she don't need them robes. She don't need those things that she would normally hold on to. To remember somebody by. She's not even going to be able to her husband that's passed away. She wouldn't even be able to hold his robe and smell it just to remember the days that, that, that he would come and embrace her. Listen to me for a minute. The devil wants to rob your memory of your breakthrough. Now she's got to see as they take her son down there. And she's got to remember how that boy, she grew up strong, I'm sure. And he come from this, this family. And I'm sure that because he was an only child. And I know what it is to be an only child. And me and my mother were best friends. And there were times that there were things that my mama couldn't do that only I could do for her. Because she was real short and I had big long arms. There were things that I could reach and I could get for her. And I imagine that now as they're carrying this boy in this casket, she's thinking, who's going to reach what I can't reach now? 
Who, who's going who's gonna to go into the depths that I can't get to now? My back, my back ain't as strong. And who's going to carry the load that I can't carry now? And who, who's going to get me through this? And who's going to help me up? I, there's mornings that I can't even get out of the bed because I've got down in my age and my knees are locking up and my back ain't holding through. Who's going to help me get up when I can't get up now? And I imagine that she's thinking about all the times that he came through when nobody else could. And she She's watching that baby go down. See, he's always going to be her baby. He could be 50 years old, but still going to be her baby. And she's watching as he's going down in that coffin. And they're carrying him through and thinking about what she's got to deal with. And you know, them bills, they still going to need to be paid. And the lights are still got to be paid. And the water's still got to be paid. And the rent's still got to be paid. I don't know how I'm going to do it. They're going to come and take everything that I got. I'm losing everything all in a man of the day and on one side there's a procession of pain on one side there's a procession of all kind of discouragement and all kind of depression and fear and wondering why why I'm not supposed to be burying him he's supposed to be burying me and on this side is procession of loss and depression all of this stuff but then on the other side coming through this gate amen here comes Jesus and he's got some people with him there's a praise procession that's following with him here comes Jesus amen walking into the city as only he can walk here comes Jesus it's something when you know you got dominion you see you can walk into any graveyard when you know you got dominion you can walk into any desperation when you know you got dominion you see there's something about that when you know who you are here we got a world that don't know what they are but we need somebody to stand up and say who he is amen when you know who you are you know who he is and here comes Jesus this procession of pain meets a procession of praise and they bring that coffin up and the coffin collides with the creator and when the coffin collides with the creator that's when breakthroughs about to happen somebody needs to go ahead and get ready because your coffin your disaster your mess is about to meet the master your coffin is about to collide with the creator the hell you've been facing it's about to meet heaven Jesus walks up and he says don't weep I always find it amazing when you see these moments where Jesus tells people not to weep and the reason why I love these moments is because we can relate to these moments. Is because the devil is consistently in your ear. Telling you the why nots. Giving you the what for. Consistently. There's no silence without Jesus. There's no peace without Jesus. It's just like I said last night, the reason he was able to speak peace be still was because peace abided in him. And if you ain't got it inside of you, you can't deliver what ain't in you. And these moments that we read when Jesus says to weep not, and then there's times when you hear the, the words, hold your peace and peace be still. That's a reason that it's very uh, uh, applicable to our lives. It's because there are moments when the devil gets quiet. The only time the devil is going to get quiet 
is when the king walks in the room. Because he can't interrupt God. He can't interrupt God. And it might be that in your prayer closet, that while you're praying, and every distraction that shows up every time, and you've been praying, say, Lord, I just want to get to your throne. Lord, if you would send some kind of help, and then all of a sudden, that thing you've been praying for for so long, and you've been speaking for so long, all of a sudden the devil loses his voice. It might be that the Lord has said, shut up, there's a prayer that I need to answer, and I need you to hold your peace. And some of you right now need to tell the devil, shut up, quit trying to interrupt God. Some of you need to stop interrupting God, say, let's shut up, let God talk for a minute. Some of y'all need to look in the mirror and say, I need to be quiet so God can speak to me. But if you notice when Jesus tells her to weep not, that means the tears can't flow no more. You see, I have yet to find where Jesus does not speak and somebody got to listen to him. When you come in contact with him, there has to be a change. You say, well, it ain't my season to change. Well, you go ahead and say that and you'll find yourself that you will be cursed. When he comes up on the fig tree and scripture says that it was not its season to produce. It wasn't the season for it. But Jesus has walked into the presence of the fig tree. And he wanted something, but there was nothing there. But it wasn't its season. And, and he curses it. Why would he curse it when it was not its season? Because it don't matter what season you think that you're in. When God shows up, it's your season of producing. When God shows up, that's the season of impossibility becoming possible. Because with God, all things are possible. Somebody might have wrote you off. But when God walks in, that's your season. I don't care what anybody says. I have yet to meet. I have yet have yet to meet a time in my life where God was not evident because I should not be here according to the world it wasn't my season to find favor but there ain't no famine in the favor there ain't no famine in the favor I have yet to find a season where God did not produce. I have yet to find a season where the world says you can't shout right now when your bills is behind. How can you worship when you're losing everything? It ain't a season to worship. This is a season to sit down and cry. But all of a sudden, I find myself remembering who he is. I find myself remembering that David, David speaks some powerful words. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Why should I sit here and beg when it's a season of praise? You see, you might think to the world, they would look and say, man, he's losing everything. But my praise is still inside of me. And let everything that have breath praise you the Lord. And there's a reason why he says that. It's because when you begin to praise him, there become some footsteps that begin to walk into a situation. Because I hear somebody speaking my name. And I hear somebody magnifying me. And then I realize that it is my praise that sends out a divine invitation he says wait a minute they're praising when they shouldn't praise let me go ahead and inhabit because he in 
habits, the praises of his people. It might not make no sense. It might not be what everybody thinks it should be. They might have the eviction notice on the door. The doctor might have said there's stage four. There's no way out. They might have said we're going to lock you up for 12 years. But until, until, until God says, I'm going to praise him. Until God says no, I'm going to praise him. walks up he sees them carrying that coffin looks at mama over there tears pouring out of her eyes and he says weep not why are you crying I ain't through if you knew 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 that he was there if you knew you would stop crying and start praising if you knew he was able i came to remind somebody he's still able i came to remind somebody he didn't stop when grandma died i came to remind somebody he didn't stop amen when everybody else gave up he did not stop Jesus says, weep not. And then he touches the coffin. He touches the coffin. He don't touch the boy. He touches the coffin. Now I'm not trying to get into a theologian discussion to say well it's because they were not allowed to touch the dead and all of this but technically if Jesus were to touch anybody death is no longer a factor because I've yet to meet any time where Jesus touched a dead body and it was still a dead body so but sometimes sometimes he's just got to walk by and touch what thought it was going to keep you sometimes he's got to remind that situation why are you trying to profess finality over someone I have not said I'm through with yet there's a lot of religious folk that'll look at you because you're backslid they'll say you're dead there's a lot of religious folk that say cause you don't look like me because you didn't go to the college that I went to a lot of religious folk will say because your family was jacked up because you ain't got the money that I got you are disqualified there's a lot of folk that will put their hand on you and they'll try to build something around you that Jesus has not said I'm through with honey don't you count me out yet don't you count me out yet rejoice not over me my enemy for when I fall for when I fall when I fall I shall I shall arise somebody needs to rise up somebody needs to rise up somebody needs to rise up Jesus lays his hand on the coffin on the situation there's certain things that I stopped saying Lord touch me and I started saying Lord touch my situation because see it's not a 
a lack of faith on my end because I know God can do the impossible. But sometimes people can be a coffin around you. Sometimes people can be a casket around you. And you can say, Lord, touch them. Touch them. Touch that husband. Touch that wife. Touch that son. Touch that daughter. Touch that mother. Touch that father. Lord, touch them. Because I can't do it, God. It's something only you can do. Lord, I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't get a hold of the judge, but I know that you can. Lord, Lord, I, I can't get a hold of that doctor, but I, I know you can. And Lord, Lord, it's not me that don't have, a, that have the faith. I believe, Father, that even though my credit score is, is, a, is, is 400 and, and I can't get to church and I'm always having to bum a ride, Lord, it's not a lack of faith on me because, Lord, I know you can do it. I know the car can just appear in my yard right now, but, Lord, why don't you touch the dealership right now and say, I know that this is odd and your credit don't even make no sense, but for some reason, uh, your name popped up and, and somebody came in just said that this was on my heart and we want to pay for this vehicle and we want you to specifically put it in their name and all they've got to do is come down here and sign the papers you say God don't move like that God ain't gonna do that way honey he'll make a way when there seems to be no way honey you looking at somebody amen that the Lord gave me an RV he gave me an RV gave me an RV gave me an RV gave gave Gave, I didn't pay a dime. Just the keys were said here. Here, go do the work. Doctor said you got cancer. And we got to put a port in your chest and put you on chemotherapy. There was no other way out. It was going to happen. But I'm thankful that I. Amen. When nobody else in that hospital did, I knew that God was able because there was prophetic things that had yet to happen. There were things that God said, I'm going to do, but they hadn't been done yet. And I refused to be distracted by any kind of deception. And I said, Lord, this ain't the coffin for me. They're trying to put me in this thing. And Lord, you said you was going to do this. I don't need you to touch me because I know you're able. I don't need you to touch me because I know I ain't got it but if you could walk in that hospital and touch that doctor amen when he opens me up he ain't gonna find what he's looking for somebody needs to praise God amen that they didn't looks in that coffin and he touches it and I love this passage of scripture because to the observer that's reading this passage of scripture all you see is a man's hand touching a coffin but inside there is something happening that the untrained eye cannot see you see there was no x-ray machine there was there was no way that you could see inside of that wood there was no way you could see inside of those barriers all you see is a hand touching it's kind of like when a woman has got a baby inside her belly without the modern technology we see the signs that something's going on there but we can't see what's moving around just yet we can't see that something's taking place in the darkness you see 
Amen. You can take a picture with a, with a, and I'm not talking about with your phone. You can take a picture with a camera. Amen. And you got to take that picture and you got to take that film into a dark room and you got to put under some water and you got to bury that picture in the water. The wa- Come on, somebody. Amen. To the people upstairs, they don't know what's going on downstairs, but in the darkness, God is burying something that you could not see in that moment. And, amen. And when it comes up out of that water, it becomes a masterpiece and it's got to hang there for a minute. Jesus, my God, some of you thought you was being buried, but God was producing something in you. God was making something in you. Don't you rejoice. Don't rejoice over my midnight. Here's the thing. We, 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 we look at this scripture that what you do in darkness will be shouted from the rooftops and will be brought to the light. And we always equate it with negative. <laughs> and we don't want to give any kind of credit to somebody that's in the darkest time of their life having some faith that don't make no sense. You don't know the prayers I was praying in the middle of this mess. You don't know that when everybody was stabbing me in the back and running me down how I was on my knees praying for them. God, you bless them more than you bless me. You don't know the fasting that I've done. I'm not going to brag and promote myself, but I will choose to silently get away from everybody because I'm not here to brag on me, but I'm going to go into my secret place because the scripture says he that dwelleth in the secret place. And how he said that he would also, if we do it quietly and privately, that he would reward us openly and so this young man is in this coffin and amen Jesus touches the situation and this impossible thing something begins to move around in there the next thing you know inside of that what the the ear could not hear was this Some of you think you're dead. And the enemy is trying to tell you that the machine is showing that it's flatlined. But the kingdom is saying. It's impossible, mama. We're going to bury him. But Jesus is touched and something is. Then all of a sudden. The blood begins to flow and then all of a sudden something begins to happen. You see, when he touches the coffin, the, the heart begins to beat and the blood begins to flow. But there's something that yet needs to happen. And it is when Jesus looks over the coffin that he's already touched and he says something and last night we talked about how there's a difference between breathing against and being breathed upon and you see sometimes God has got to breathe that second wind into you and here's the thing the coffin can't control what you are not going to be held by you see because Jesus has touched the situation and says this is no longer a coffin 
this is no longer going to be a place for burial grounds. What I'm creating now is a pulpit. What I'm creating now is a pulpit. You say, why a pulpit? Because a pulpit is to pull you from your pit of impossibility. It pulls you and it spreads the gospel and tells somebody of what God can do when there seems to be no way. But what we need is somebody in their, in their mess. When Jesus touches you, I need you to just put your hand on your chest right now. You feel that? That tells me that every soul in here has got something inside of them right now that disproves what hell said. You are not dead. You are not a lost cause. That tells me right now that God is moving inside of you. That tells me that the blood is flowing. That tells me that the heart is pumping. And right now, there was one last thing that needed to be done. Jesus breathes and he says, young man, I say unto thee, arise. Here's the thing, God's already made the way. Jesus did not pull him out. Jesus did not drag him out. Jesus didn't touch him. He said, young man, I say to thee, arise. And the Lord sent me by this tent tonight to tell you, arise, arise, arise. I dare you, arise. I dare you, get up. I dare you, get up. Get up, get up, get up. Arise, 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 arise. Praise him, somebody. Somebody ought to praise him right now. Somebody ought to praise right now. You ought to have a praise break right now. You ought to dance and praise him right now. I dare you praise him right now.
name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every spirit of oppression. Every spirit of addiction. Every spirit of suicide. Every spirit of witchcraft. In the name of Jesus. Loose him and let him go. Jezebel. Loose him and let him go. Witchcraft. Loose him. Let him go. Addiction. Loose him and let him go. In the name of Jesus. 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 Praise it. Praise it, brother. Praise it. Come on, praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. In the name of Jesus, every spirit of suicide, depression, anxiety, in the name of Jesus, every stronghold, you spirit of witchcraft, in the name of Jesus, loose her and let her go. In Jesus' name, come out. In the name of Jesus, devil, the blood's against you. We plead the blood right now, right now, right now, right now. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, praise him, church. Praise him, church. Praise him. In the name of Jesus, every spirit of confusion that is trying to attack in this service, you are rebuked in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of witchcraft, you are rebuked in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of Jezebel, you are rebuked in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of Ahab, you are rebuked in the name of Jesus. Witchcraft, you are rebuked. Every spirit, you are cast out. In Jesus' name, come on, praise the church.
in here. There's deliverance happening in here. Breakthroughs happening in here. Yes. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. Praise him. There's deliverance happening in here. Somebody needs to let go. Somebody needs to let go and let God right now. Scripture says that when Jesus touched the coffin, he said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. Scripture says that that young man raised up out of that coffin. It does not say what he began to say. It does not give a record to what he said. But I know what if it was me, what I would have said. When I came out of that coffin, I would have said I should be dead. But I'm not the one. I'm not the one. Somebody right now needs to call out. I'm not the one. Depression should have got me. But I'm not the one. Young people, y'all shouldn't be here. Why don't you say I'm not the one? Raise up your hands. Say I'm not the one. I'm not the one. I'm not the one. show them how to do it. There you go. There you go. Come on, young folk. Come on, young folk. Come on, young folk. Come on, where are my young people at? Where are my young people at? Come on, 
him. Come on, praise him. situation that's tried to trip you up I saw that tonight when that happened the situation couldn't trip you up that door shutting that man tried to shut ain't gonna trip you up the voice that came against you ain't gonna trip you up Jezebel can't trip you up sickness couldn't trip you up your family couldn't trip you up the past can't trip you up the anointing that's inside of you won't be tripped up. Won't be tripped up. You are not the one. You are sitting here tonight 
You might have came because you thought we was invited. But God had you here for this night to remind you you came out of too much to be tripped up now. If you notice, you didn't fall. You were standing. Why? Because you're not the one. You're not the one. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. killed you it should have took you out but you're not the one you're not the one you're not the one I don't care what religious folks say I don't care when people bring up your past I don't care when people bring up the failure you're not the one you're not the one you're not the one Yet, breakthrough breakthrough Breakthrough. Come on, praise him in here, church. Come on, these devils being put on the run right now. Right now. Right now. You want to lift up your voice and praise him like you never have tonight? You want to shake the roof of this tent? There's addictions leaving this tent right now. Pornography's leaving this tent right now. Pornography's leaving this tent right now. Pornography's leaving this tent right now, right now, right now. up your voice right now you say I ain't gonna have no voice left lift it up anyway your soul will cry out for you your soul will cry out for you hallelujah lust I'm not the one lust I'm not the one pornography I'm not the one suicide I'm not the one depression I'm not the one come on praise him in here suicide I'm not the one
sister. Jezebel cannot have the vision. She cannot impede on the territory. She's been trying to sow seeds of division, trying to split up things, trying to sow discord, but Jezebel will not succeed. And what you write on the paper, the vision that you write on the paper shall succeed. The blueprint shall succeed. Jezebel cannot have the favor that God has given you. I don't care what is said. I'm telling you, you're about to see a season of exposure like you have never seen. And just as much as God exposes in them, He's going to expose the oil in you. And they are going to see. They're going to see what they've been messing with. You're going to have folk come back to you and apologize that you never thought would. There's about to be a miracle working process. Your hands are going to start leaking oil like you have never seen before. You put the plow to the field. Put it to the field. He's going to bring in the crackheads. He's going to bring them in. The drug addicts. He's going to bring them in. You watch and see what you've been desiring is on the way. for you if you have a need in your body if you need a miracle in your body right now come up here right now right now I don't care if it's diabetes I don't care if it's cancer I don't care if it's heart disease I don't care if it's liver failure come up here right now right now right now there's gonna be a faith declaration that's gonna reside out of here right now right now right now some people are about to sit up out of some caskets in here i don't care what it is if you've got an addiction get up here if you've got pornography that's stuck on your life and you need deliverance get up here get up here get up here get up here Unless the Lord, unless the Lord 
unless the Lord had been my help. I want you to say this with me. Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost, 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 almost dwelt in silence. And when I said, when I said my foot slipping, the cancer's going to get me. Diabetes is going to get me. The addiction's going to get me. The depression's going to get me. Hallelujah. He says, he said, thy mercy, O Lord, O Lord, O Lord, held me up, held me up out of your mouth. Declare, I'm not the one. I speak a miracle in the name of Jesus. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Miracle, 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 right now, alignment, 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 no more, no more, no more, no more bad reports, no more, no more sustaining, no more changing the diet, no more, no more, kidneys in alignment, blood in alignment, Alignment from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Come on, praise him in here. Praise him in here. Come on. You say, I don't feel it. Then stretch out a little bit more. Jesus told the man with a withered hand, stretch forth your hand. It don't make no sense to say I don't have diabetes anymore. It don't make no sense to say I'm cancer free. It don't make no sense to make a declaration of faith. But I dare you, I dare you, scare hell to death with your faith. Scare hell to death with your faith. Come on, claim it, claim it, claim it. Somebody ought to leave for joy, leave for joy. Claim your healing. Claim your healing. I see a pen 
going to paper and I hear the words settled 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 it's in writing I see the finger of God I see the finger of God everything everything Prepare for a massive deposit. You're going to get more, the more, 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 more. another half a million to finish everything else that's going to be done by faith you write it down you write it down and you watch because it's going to be acceleration 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 I see a massive move a massive move somebody should praise God you say you're out of your mind you're out of your mind Yes, I'm out of my mind. I'm trying to find his. I'm trying to find his. Your family is not the one. Your family is not the one. Your family is not the one. Repeat after me. My family is not the one. My family is not the one. My husband is not the one. I am not the one. My daughter is not the one. My family is not the one. I'm not the one. I'm not the one. I'm not the one. Sweetheart, it's time you take back your praise. It's time you take back your praise. Get up out of your coffin. Get up out of your coffin. Stop beating yourself up. Stop beating yourself up. You wait. There it is. There it is. There it is.
that are beating themselves up over failures and they're letting their mantle drag the ground when they need to pick that mantle up and put it to work I dare you tonight pick up your mantle 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 you say what are you doing I'd be picking up a mantle pick up a mantle pick up a mantle for years and years and years and years excuses have came your way distractions have came your way tonight you're not just going to get this thing by picking it up you're going to get the mental stability and peace that you've been desiring for when that thing falls get it now take it go to work with it come on church you say that man's crazy said you shouldn't have it he must not know I'm not the one it up in the air. You shouldn't have that thing. You shouldn't have that thing. You shouldn't have that thing. Now listen to me, church. You say, well, I wasn't able to get one. Well, wave your hands up because you got a mantle anyway. You shouldn't have that. You shouldn't have that. You smite the ground, hit the ground. Say, where is the Lord God of Elisha? Hallelujah. Somebody pray for me.
shouldn't even be here right now. Your life is going to change. What used to be is not the way it's going to end up. You got a testimony. There's things that's happened to you. And you wondered why. God's going to turn around. He's going to turn around. You're going to share your story. You're not very outspoken with a lot of people. But God's going to use your story to win some folk. Your very feet are anointed. You're going to walk in rooms you never should have walked into. God's got people right now that their sole purpose was to be prepared for you to show up. Because they're going to sow into you. They're going to bless you. Your life is going to change. What's your name? Taylor. Well, your blessing and your come up is tailor-made. It's tailor-made. It's tailor-made. The reason why you couldn't fit in with a lot of folk, you don't even fit in with some of your family. It's because the oil that's on your life was tailor-made. You're going to come out. You're going to be a difference maker. You're going to be a world changer, Taylor. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Lift up your hands, Taylor. Why ain't y'all praising? You need to be praising in here. You better praise it. You better praise it. I dare you to praise. I dare you to leap for joy. 
dare you. Come on, praise him. Come on, jump with me.
The devil's told you you ain't enough. Your whole life, you've lived as a prisoner inside of your mind. But tonight, the chains hit the floor. The chains hit the floor. You're going to get up out of that casket. You dust your feet off. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands. Because overflow, overflow. But I can look around me and I can see some people that said misery ain't my portion and I didn't miss my breakthrough. You say, why is it still going? Why is the water still troubled? It might be that mercy is waiting on you to jump in. And if I was you, I would go swimming tonight. I would put on my swim clothes and I would run up here and I would dive in to where the glory's being poured out. 